0: morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Baths, Love Talk. As I said to you, I am delighted to have uh, the folks that just came off a fabulously, fabulously successful reception last night. Dr. Siobhan Carter-David from uh, Southern Connecticut State University, Africana Studies, and Shonda Holloway, curator of Seven Lenses, documenting Black culture. Welcome y'all.
1: Thank you for having
0: us. Good morning. Oh, your voice is still, uh, your voice is still. uh, Thank you. uh, Thinning out. (laughs) I I tried some
1: some honey and lemon. We'll see how it goes.
0: So uh, Seven Lenses had its reception last night. It was fabulous. I thought it was fabulous. Wonderful turnout of people. Beautiful uh, artists showed up. I think more artists showed up than you originally thought were going to come. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely,
0: which speaks to the importance of this work and this exhibition so um welcome talk to me a little bit about uh Shonda and uh Siobhan how did y'all think about this so there had to be some planning a lot of planning but what was the initial thought around this ex- exhibition
1: you want to start Shonda
2: well well I'll get started so uh um, c- can you hear me at all Yes. You know I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um okay. Sean and I <laughs> um, I
1: think,
2: I think we started Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Sean. It's okay. Go ahead, Javier. Somebody go. Right, right. <laughs> okay,
3: all right. So, I think we did we start did we did we start planning in like October? I thought it was like maybe even September.
1: I know it was a a little bit of a ways back. Uh, I would say us working together, though, goes back to 2019. Say that again? We did our first exhibition together in 2019. Exactly. Exactly. We were doing some work at Southern trying to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the first enslaved Africans to come to the British North American colony. So we know that was August 2019. So that year we had a series of events. And Shonda and I, who had already known each other, got together and did the Kame Bre exhibit, um, where we featured a range of different artists and using different mediums. So we had that history to build on, um, and then Chonda, you came to me. I just wanted to give them the background to know that we this is our second time um, working together. With you curating, me you know working on the end of Southern, bringing in the academic institution.
2: <clears throat> okay, so when you when you curate a theme. What was the impetus for seven lenses? Hmm. I'll let you
1: go ahead Shonda. The,
2: the, you said the differences between
0: no what what when you
1: create when you okay, thought when you
2: were, understand the question
0: when you were thinking about a theme how did you come up with seven lenses?
2: Okay well um, as
3: as Robert Cooper mentioned uh yesterday that you don't really see a lot in terms of photography and uh me personally I am a printmaker who incorporates photography in the work and so you know you you do the thing what they say write the book you want to see so this was the exhibition that I wanted to see um, there's just not enough uh emphasis on black photographers and I wanted to highlight uh what uh the work that people are creating and also to um show just how wide uh the the breadth of photography is and so you know there's so many different perspectives and i wanted to you know um just kind of share that yeah i wanted to highlight what people are doing yeah mm-hmm.
0: and so so uh dr carter david Uh, when she came up with the theme, when y'all came up with the theme, what did you immediately think?
1: So when when, when Shonda first reached out to me around maybe September, October to talk about Seven Lenses, my first thought was this last semester was the first semester of us launching the new Africana Studies minor at Southern Connecticut State University. So when we had worked together previously on the 1619 exhibition, you know, we I just got together a group of folks who served as like an ad hoc committee to do the programming, um, and then we, we we linked up with Shonda to do the exhibition. But now, as a formal program at Southern, we have more legitimacy. We have an account. We're able to, you know, there's there's other kinds of because it's a minor and we have students that we have in the minor and recruiting. There's a lot more institutional buy-in because it's not just a group of faculty doing something. It is the Africana Studies program. And so as soon as Sean decided that, I said, oh, we can do that through Africana Studies. This can be our inaugural event. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. So, okay. so,
0: so, uh, so Dr. Carter, David, talk to me about the Africana Studies because you touched a little bit on it last night at the reception, uh, mm-hmm. but this is a whole new audience this morning. So talk to me about what, what the history of that is.
1: Absolutely. So, so years ago, there was an African Studies minor that was created by African, uh, African history of, uh, when we say Africanists, so a historian who did African history, but the minor fell short of what we would want to see in a minor that's focusing, was supposed to focus on the history and culture and politics of a community. Um, without getting into the details, it was a bit problematic of a minor, I would say, but it was probably in line with what this older professor um, saw in his field of African studies at the time. Um, we currently do not have a professor teaching African studies at Southern, although I do teach um, African diaspora history. And so when we thought about revamping the minor, we decided rather than creating a whole new minor, um, that we would actually take the African, African studies minor and change it because the African studies minor was inactive. And so we wanted the Africana studies minor to be reflective of two things. Um, the first is the, the intellectual breadth of the Black faculty at Southern, and not just Black faculty, there are other faculty members at Southern that do do uh, work that are Africana studies related. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we were uh, tapping into the, um, you know, the intellectual know-how and expertise of the faculty at Southern, which currently is no Africanist, but there are those of us who do African diasporic work in history, in literature, in public health, in social work, in economics. Um, and so there's a, we're, we're faculty all over the, um, the um, institution. Secondly, we wanted to represent the diversity of the Black student body at Southern through our curriculum and our programming. Because um, <clears throat> I don't know exactly when it started, but certainly over the course of the last 10 years, the um, percentage of black students at Southern Connecticut State University. And when I say black, I'm talking diasporic, right? I'm not talking African-American. Right. I'm talking people identify as black all over the world. Um, we, right. that, that the percentage of those students has grown significantly. So Southern Connecticut State University is now about 40% students of color. And wow. estimate, right. I think around half right. of those students might be students who identify as black. So that might mean about one in five students at Southern might be. Might identify as black. I'm guessing at this at this point now. And so when we taught the Africana Studies, the intro course last semester for the first time, myself and um Dr. Brandon Hutchinson, who is the co-director, <clears throat> we had 10 students in the class, all black, two American, two uh Haitian, a Puerto Rican, a Ugandan, two Ghanaians, and I'm missing something. I'm sorry, I said Haitian already, but you get the point, Ugandan- right? That- the Ugandan, Ugandan Ghanaian, Nigerian. Uh, yeah, so so we actually had the continent of Africa, not just West Coast represented, the Spanish right. and English-speaking Caribbean, the United States, just in our classroom in terms of the student body. Um, and so our goal is really to, to grow this program. Um, I'm going to call it and, and claim it. Maybe one day it'll grow to be a, a major, or maybe it'll just be a minor that gets a lot of um, attention and resources do really, really good programming for students-, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. oh, I love it. I love it, and so, partnering with uh with Shonda and curating this this event um under the umbrella of the Africana studies um so that maybe opens the door to more sort of collaborative things, Shonda
2: The idea of collaborating oh, absolutely. Absolutely. more. Javon yeah.
3: and I are already, already talking about uh, future <laughs> exhibitions. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, so Shonda,
2: when, want, when you were, okay. go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I just wanted to add that the 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 artists the the
3: the, the artists that are in this exhibition, um, I just think that they are uh, the ones uh, for this. Um, I don't know what the words, just what to say, how to say this, but or to introduce the Africana Studies program, these are these are the these are the artists, you know. Um, each of these artists could could actually be studied their work, you know. So I just wanted to say
0: that, yeah. Oh no, I like that. So when you when you put the call out to artists, did you have these mm-hmm. artists in mind, or were you say you know what I'll put it out there and see what happens? So you
3: know what? I actually didn't necessarily put out an official call. Uh, there are artists whose work I study. And sometimes I put a call out and sometimes I, if I have a concept in mind, just like a, a director of a movie, you know who's going to play this role. You know who's going to deliver. And so um, several of them, I knew their work and I, I reached out to them and, and you know shared the concept and asked them to send me some JPEG, and they did. And uh, two of them, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine, a Tim, a Tom. And uh, I asked her if she could refer me uh, to artists. And uh, she, she did. And I looked at the work and it spoke to the theme and the rest is history. Yeah. Sometimes, I was... you know, I don't always put out calls because sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But if I really, if I really have something that I want to deliver and I know it's like a, like a puzzle, if I know each each of the artists' works is gonna fit like a puzzle, then there's no need to put out a call. Okay. So
0: I, I was quite moved and struck by the young sister who uh did the reenactment photos of the first enslaved woman in New Haven. Like that's that's still in my spirit, Dr. Carter David. Like I you know, when you told me this when our initial meeting. I I didn't, I don't think I grasped it until I saw her yesterday and she talked about, it just freaked me out. And I thought I walked these streets. I walked these same streets that this young woman had to have walked, you know, at that moment. And what would, and I keep thinking about what did that feel like to be an enslaved woman in New Haven and not have your freedom?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I think about that often, you know, being a historian, someone who studied slavery and to know at bare minimum that when our enslaved ancestors came to uh, the colder of the North American colonies, they were probably freezing, right? I'm just thinking about that shift of coming from somewhere where it's very warm to somewhere where it's cold and you're probably not going to be adequately clothed. Um, But absolutely. And um, that artist's name is Katrina Goldburn. Thank you. Yes. And I've spoken with her about Um, Hopefully early next semester, maybe our first program um, being uh, her coming up and maybe talking about her work um, uh, through the Africana studies program and the history department, because we currently have a digital New Haven program um, and courses that are taught on the um, history of New Haven. And so it'd be really nice to bring her in and maybe have a larger program that extends beyond Africana studies to talk about the history of our city.
0: I, I was quite moved by her. I know Lydia Douglas because she's a personal friend of mine. But I, I love uh, the way that she talked about how uh, she loves capturing Black people, and that we don't we don't see ourselves in regular, ordinary situations. You know, having fun or doing what families do, or just being beautiful Black people. Uh, I, I enjoyed that very much. I thought. I thought that was just the right capstone on 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 this whole exhibit for me that we don't see our blackness displayed this way. So Shonda, tell me a little bit about um, because you had Linda Mickens in the mix, who is not mm-hmm. a photographer, but is uh, a, a, a different kind, con- a, a, an artist, but a sculptor. Right. Well, Linda's work
2: just like photography. It captures a moment in time, and
3: so uh, most of the, piece, the all of the work in there was some form of portraiture. So I consider her sculpture a portrait that you could actually touch, and uh, you know her work speaks for itself, and it worked beautifully uh, in the case with Ebony's work, and um, you know it 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 was it was just great to that she was available and that she was willing to share her work,
0: yeah. i, I tell Definitely. you what else I was struck by, that all the photographers were very different in their approach and in what they yes. took
2: pictures of. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: agree. Um, the style. Well, we I, wanted I to,
2: yeah.
1: Oh no, no, I was just gonna make the point that I feel like often um, there's certain there's certain types of, media or, or literature. Like you can pick up on people's style, right? So I can hear someone rapping and I know what hip hop artist it is because I know what he or she sounds like. And now that I'm learning to study art a bit, I'm learning too, that you can also look at art and get an idea of a style, even through photography, right? Can I make one more point too, um, of Babs, just back to your point about, I think it was Lydia, Douglas, who made the comment about loving to photograph Black people. And I remember, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Shonda, that mm-hmm. years prior, the way that uh, the, the mechanics around photography was set up, the engineering around yes. it, you might say, was not conducive to darker skin tones. And Absolutely. that it's only that in recent years <laughs> that they upgraded that technology. And so Black photographers. Yeah. I've learned over years how to navigate all of that. So I took that as what she was exactly. saying. To what she said, she said, um, "I love melanin," and I thought I yeah. felt like she wants to see rich browns of all kinds of yeah. shades and she knows how to capture that.
0: Yes, yes. yes. that's a good. That's yeah. a good point. Can you imagine what it would, what it has taken to sort of, for black photographers to thrive in a world that, uh, really didn't want to see black photographers or black people's images?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So Chandra, this exhibit is very different from the exhibit that you did at the Ely Center,
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, and you did that one with Susan Clinton. You you uh, curated uh, yeah. a different a different exhibit. So talk talk mm-hmm. to me about how, how do you come to curation? How do you come to think about well this this particular exhibition needs this? or when I'm mm-hmm. over here at Southern, this exhibition should be
2: this. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: to, to speak about the, the exhibition at, at uh, the Ely Center, um, so it was called Aquaba, and, and, you know, it's obviously, you know, it's welcoming, right? And so the Ely Center is in fact a home. And so the idea was to uh, include artists Whose work spoke to the setting and uh, the theme of welcoming, and so that's what that was about. And students' work, <laughs> you can't really even describe it. You know, there, 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 there there's pain, there's joy, uh, there's uh, commemoration, um, and there's humanity, all of that. You know, and in a house, there's pain, there's joy, there's commemoration. That you know, these are the things that are in in the house. And so the Ely Center, it's it's a gallery, but it's a house. And so we wanted to connect that. And also uh, over the course of a few years, the coming years, there will be uh, more exhibits around that theme of, of welcoming and home. And so that's what that was about. And uh, again, when I do an exhibit, regardless of, uh, who the artists are, I try to uh, let there be a commonality, but let everyone's voice sing. And so we know Susan, her, her work sang, you know what I mean? So want I wanted to have her and David Halsman and Clemenza. And so all of these people worked, uh, spoke to the subject matter and they were able to, um, you know, uh, kind of serve as a as a as a group, a group, uh, a group as opposed to, you know, one person's work shines over the other. And so that's how I um arrived at that. And um to be honest with you, when um when I work with Siobhan uh during these past few exhibits, it gives me, I don't have any, I don't have any um restrictions about what I want to convey in terms of Blackness. There's just absolutely, you know what I mean, as long as it's done professionally, I can do what I want to do. And uh, that space, um, and I'm not just talking about uh, uh, physical, but that space allows me the freedom to do what I want to do. And I'm not saying that I'm not able to do that at ECOCA, uh, but it's just a different space and uh, a, different, a different mission. You know what I mean? And so that's that, you know, that's I like difference. it.
0: So, so Dr. Yeah. Carter, David, um, does these kinds of events and exhibitions support and help you build the Africana studies the way that you want?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so <clears throat> I talked with um, Shonda recently and I said, you know, maybe we should consider doing this every other year because when we think about Africana studies, um, unlike history, Africana, uh, um, Africana history, or history of the diaspora, or unlike black literature, or like someone who studies, um, we have a faculty member in the political science department who studies black mayors and local politics. Africana studies or black studies is interdisciplinary. And so we're gonna want our programming to focus on that. We're gonna want a little bit of art we're gonna to wanna to make sure we're bringing some literature people in. At some point we'll be doing music. We wanna do theater. We wanna make sure that um, uh, we do some public health stuff around you know, concerns around black public health, black economics. I mean, blacks in education is endless. And so I think what our goal is gonna be in the, um, we'll be meeting in a couple of weeks the steering committee is to start thinking about programming that attaches itself to a range of different disciplines. Um, but art is fun, it's beautiful. It can be interpreted so many different ways. And so I think it's a, it's a continuity that we'll have to see every single year in some way, shape or form in our programming.
0: And I, I met some of your steering committee last night too. Yeah. Uh, and they were so proud. Yes, They were so proud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Were yes. so proud. And, uh, and it was a wonderful thing to see, to see people so invested in the success of, of this event.
1: You know what it is? I have to honestly say this. I think I can, I can say this with most certainty that most yeah. of the professors at Southern Connecticut State University love teaching. It is a teaching intensive institution. Um, and so for you to build a career there, you have to love to be with students. And we love our students and we want what's best for them. And we, we have an idea about what that might be. And so I think that our, 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 when you see the steering committee so excited, it's because we know our students need this. They want it and they deserve it. Um, Being at a regional state university, we don't always have the most resources, you know, we're a mile away from one of the most prestigious institutions in the entire world that has all the money to spend, so the contrast is very obvious being here in New Haven, you know, seeing that other institution on one end and then Southern, you know, a a mile away, Um, and so it just, it just pushes us forward to want to do whatever we can to bring good programming to our students and Even students that don't show up to a program still know that these programs are happening. And that's what we want for them. Because as many, you know, I went to a historically black college, um, but not all black students are gonna get to do that. It's much more- Where'd you go? I went to Morgan State. Oh, yes, back In 2001, um, (laughs) I was an English major. And um, many of our students would like to go to HBCUs, but it's very expensive. And if you're not getting a scholarship and if your parents can't afford to do it, then you go to a state school, and it doesn't have to be, a, it's not a last resort necessarily, but we try to make um, this. Uh, you know, there was a time when I thought I wanted to teach at HBCU, and I know now that I'm needed just as much, if not more, at schools like Southern that are historically or predominantly white institutions, but have a large, invested, um, interested, intelligent Black student body. And so we just want to be there to provide this, this, this curriculum and the program and we put all that together. Um and we'll push forward with it, and maybe even a little bit of activism down the road if we can get organized enough
0: I love so, it, yeah, I love it, i love it so Shonda, what do you what do you want people to take away from this exhibit what do you what do you what is the story you want people to walk away from about black people? oh boy um to to just simply
3: uh be uh, Unleashed <laughs> internally, you know, and and you know, if you are are creative, create. If you want to create, create. Also, uh, we have to keep telling our own stories. You know what I mean? Uh, don't worry about how someone perceives uh, what you're trying to do. Just do it. You know, just do it. And we are responsible for recording what happens to us. So that someone else is not telling the story, and you can't be upset about something if someone keeps telling this maybe stories that are stereotypical or what have you. You know, if that's gonna be told, well, what are you doing uh, to counter that? You know, so you 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 have to take your your story in your own hands and um, to to uh, respond to what you guys were saying what you were saying earlier about uh, the range of artists in there. That was intentional because, you know, we are a a, a a broad, diverse group of people. And so that was important to uh, have all these different voices uh, be heard. And I just, want, I just want us to continue to be heard and to validate ourselves, you know. And once we validate ourselves, the world will have to recognize. I'm not looking for external validation. I have to validate me first, you know. And it's just like back in the day when people used to go and get a BET award and they would say, you know, I like my Grammy, you know, I like my Emmy, but this means so much. And it's not that the other stuff doesn't matter, but this is really important. And that's where I, that's where I stand. And Mm -hmm. um, I just, I hope that um, any show that's done will ignite other people to um, organize their own exhibitions, curate their shows. This has to happen you know, we got all this technology, but who's really recording? What's important? You know, who's who's really recording? Who's really preserving? And that's what the technology should be used for because we didn't have this back in the day. You know, like Lydia said, you know, you had to develop film. You know what I mean? You had to go <laughs> in the dark room and hope it came out good. But now in an instant, you could edit, you know what I mean? Delete and all that kind of stuff. So we are at an advantage in many ways, but we just have to really value that and see that and and do something with it
2: hmm.
0: so. so uh siobhan i yeah. want to ask you because southern six and
2: Bab, i just want yes. to say thank you thank you thank you thank you
3: <laughs> you know i'll do anything i for just you, wanted, I wanted to I say love. thank you you did a, no thank you for the a, beautiful, wonderful job last night when siobhan and i were, were talking thank you thank you for the presentation we you were you were the one you were the one we wanted Yep. We are like, Babs have, Babs have to do this. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it's my honor and my fun. i do anything Definitely. for y'all. Um, uh, I love the piece of artwork that you give to me. It's going up on my wall today. And uh, excellent. <laughs> I got a, I got a space <laughs> for it. I, it's all excellent. good. So, but Siobhan, I wanted to excellent. ask you, you know, Southern sits right there uh, a mile from Yale, but it's, you know, it sits, it sits at, at the, in New Haven and Hampton proper. Um, how do you invite the community in? Do you want the community in? The, in? Most institutions, and I will say this about all of them, not uniquely Southern, not uniquely Yale, not uni- uniquely Albertus Magnus, not uniquely University of New Haven, and not uniquely Gateway. These institutions tend to fumble and stumble when in, inviting community to to their spaces and and not doing a good job of inviting community to spaces. I mean, do you think about that because you are not from New Haven or Hamden. You are you are from New York and and you come uh with a different a different sense of of community. And now that you are here rooted, uh, talk to me about how do you how do you bridge those gaps between these different communities and invite them into these spaces?
1: You know, as of right now, I've just been doing it in these informal ways. I'm, I think the first time I met you, for example, was at <laughs> Roxana Kenton's house, right? We were doing, it was like a, a, a woman's party. Um, I'm, I know Shonda's family, so I met her because I grew up with her cousin in New York. Um, and so inviting the community in as of right now has just been like my, my loose connections because what I'm realizing, and, and I, I, I love Southern, what it has done Um, to help me grow my career, for me to be who I want to be. I always wanted to be a history professor. I'm a history professor there. Um, But I also know from my previous experiences that you don't just depend on the institution to fulfill you in the ways that you need. And everywhere I go, I build my Black community. I lived in in Bloomington, Indiana for eight years when I was in graduate school, met some of the best people out there. Those are still my friends. And now I live in the New Haven area. I live in Hamden. Um, I work in uh, New Haven. My kids go to school in New Haven. We own a house, my husband, I mean, this is where we live. My kids are growing up here. I'm going to retire probably, right, living in this house. And so um, um, there's one woman who I, uh, I can't remember the woman's name. She's a Japanese American activist from the 60s. And she was from Detroit. And people always asked her, and she's since passed on, they asked her, why did you stay in Detroit? And she said, because I believe that if you're going to be, if you're going to make real change, you have to be rooted somewhere. There's nothing wrong with being a traveler, but that's a different kind of lifestyle than the one that I want for myself. I want to leave a legacy somewhere and you have to be rooted in that. And so while we'll probably formalize some community partnerships in the future, right now for me, those partnerships are just coming through the connections. I have a member of a variety of organizations and historical societies, in addition to the work I do at Southern. Um, and so we just bring community in that way. And I also want to add to that, I have met some people from New Haven who've never stepped foot on any of the campuses. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not from New Haven, but I'm from the Bronx. I'm a hood girl. I know what that's like. Um, I understand what it means to be in a community where everyone is not going to school, right? Some people don't even graduate from high school. And so um, I want to always in my life and I'm out there in the work, there's no division between my life, my personal life and my work. I mean, it's a division, but it blends into each other. And so I always want to invite people up to campuses and demystify a university. It's a university. I'm a regular girl from the Bronx. I went to college. I wanted to be a professor, so I went to grad school. I became one. You can come up to this campus. It's not, it's not this big a deal. I mean, I can go on my socialist rant, but I just believe public higher education should be free, and you should be able to come up on campus and take classes and do whatever else you need to do. I'm a strong believer in that. So that's just going to happen organically through just who I am as a person. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So thank you for that. I, I, I love that you said that. Um, The exhibit is open. People can go see it. How long will it be up to?
1: March 4th.
0: Okay. So people have time, have a couple of weeks to go and experience this beautiful exhibition, mm-hmm. um, Seven Lenses. So well thank you all so much for joining me this morning. I truly enjoyed myself yesterday. I I love to support and thank elevate you. black women. If you don't know that, you you know it now. I I I'll say yes to anybody who is trying to do uh artistic good in our community and y'all are doing it. So thank you for last night and all the artists that showed up. Like I I enjoyed each and every one of them. Truly enjoyed them. So uh so thank you for a wonderful evening of uh, art and culture and blackness. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So have a good weekend. And good uh, weekend. I hope we stay, I mean, we'll stay in touch because we know you, each you other. Thank you, too. <laughs> yes So thank exactly. y'all. Have a good weekend. All right, That's Harry. So awesome. Thank y'all. Thank you. you too. Uh, Monday, Bye. I got Dr. Uh, Jonathan you. Berryman coming on. Because he's got a thing coming up at the New Haven Museum. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. So y'all behave. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Shonda. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.